Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Welcome to The Straight Shooting View Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJA and welcome to another episode of The Straight Shooting View Now on this episode... I'm going to be talking about Tottenham 2, Liverpool 2. And you know what, yeah? Oh, Sunday, December 19th was a very interesting day in the Premier League. I mean, obviously we saw certain matches couldn't go ahead because of COVID and certain teams played under strength. But you know what? I'm focusing on Tottenham 2, Liverpool 2. That scoreline doesn't even begin to tell the story because there was a lot that happened in this match. A pulsating, rip-roaring affair. And after I saw the highlights, I had a lot of opinions to express on it. So what you're going to hear is my thoughts via WhatsApp. So apologies for the audio quality in advance. But my thoughts on WhatsApp with the the rest of the PT co-hosts and contributors about that match and some of the major decisions such as Harry Kane being yellow carded, but Robertson being red carded. Um, Some of the goals. Who's really Tottenham's danger man, in my opinion? And also a little bit about commentary as well, which some of you may know that I'm a fan of and always pay attention to. So a lot to be dissected from this particular match. The scoreline doesn't even begin to tell the story. It's controversies with VAR, referees, decisions and all that, but I go into a bit more detail in a second. So have yourself a listen and let me know your views. Comment section is below. Yeah, just watch these Sky Sports um, YouTube highlights of the Tottenham Liverpool game earlier. And you know what? Yeah. If Robertson's is a red and say a free match ban, then Kane's is double that. I will say I will open with that because mate like in real time that tackle looks terrible and it looks even worse the more you see it on replays but you know what it is one of them it's this inconsistency of refereeing but that all stems from rules being open to interpretation because they always talk about the pundits always talk about intent and at the end of the day There's just, I mean, at the end of the day, Harry Kane's may not have had as much intent as Robertson's, but the fact of the matter is the result of that could have been a lot worse. If that was Robertson's standing leg and his legs planted, it snaps his leg. So at that point, I don't give a damn about intention. You literally could have snapped the guy's leg. Kick him through someone the way Robertson did, you ain't gonna snap someone's leg doing that. So that is one of them ones where that's a mistake. And that's a glaring error as well. But as I said, 
is something that I've said for years, probably a decade now. When rules are open to interpretation, you're in trouble already. Because the way Tierney, Paul Tierney has interpreted both of those, he's gotten them, he's gotten them both wrong. And I said, if one's a send, if one's a sending off in a three match ban, the other's a six match ban, because that's a leg breaker challenge that you do not want want to see in the game. That's one of them where that can not only take out a fellow professional, but that can end a career, because <laughs> he's gone stud showing and above the ball. By letter of the law, that is a red. And I said, it's a case of VAR whatever referees whatever it's it's wrong and the only way you stamp out that kind of tackle is by by red carding people but you know what yeah it is one of them where speaking of harry kane his goal it was one of them where you can see that the high line that we're playing you could tell Van Dyke's not there and it's Konate and Matip and they're in, you can see that they're a new centre-back pairing because that high line, to get it right, you have to be regimented. You have to be exactly in sync. You have to have that line perfect every time. There is very little margin for error when you are playing a high line. And even with Van Dyke, there have been times where we've been caught by that high line. And also, with um, with Tottenham in the first place, their danger man, even though Kane's only got two goals this season, and he's been smacking it for the last few seasons, Son is always the danger man because of his pace, because of him hanging on the shoulder of the last defender, and also, he enables more space for someone like Kane. Because Kane's, Kane's good in the air, but he's not blessed with pace. And Son enables Kane to be that poacher because Son usually draws defenders out of position and makes them think because he's the twinkle toes of the two and he's a good finisher. So for me, Son is that danger man. And I thought that, obviously not seeing the, not seeing the game, but I would have thought instantly, all right, Van Dyke's out. So Son would stick on, would stick on Matip because Matip ain't got the pace to keep up with him and let Kane go one-on-one -on -one with Canate and I think Canate wins that but I mean it's, it's one of them where uh, if you listen to the Sky Sports commentary Martin Tyler when we scored both goals he sounded disappointed like, listen to the tone and inflection of his voice and he sounds disappointed on each goal especially Jota's header he's like oh 1-1 one, one. the dude's like sounds crestfallen and it's like alright because <laughs> on 5 Live they were proper brown nosing Kane and it's like oh oh Kane's second goal this season in the Premier League but he's got nine in all competitions. Oh, he's got 19 in all competitions if you include England matches. And it's like, well, no, we're not including England matches. Stop brown nosing him. He's having a very poor season and he looks past his prime. Like, stop brown nosing the guy. Uh, that's what that really irks me about the media. And they always do that with English talent. They overhype them and let them get away with absolute murder. <clears throat> and it's, and it, it, that irks me. 
but the fact of the matter is Tottenham I thought they might have had some ring rust but it looks like the rest that they've, that they've been able to have over the past 10 days because obviously they haven't played in a while I think that did them well because also it's given Conte time it's given him something that every manager in the Premier League wants and needs when you're trying to resurrect a, he's basically trying to resurrect a squad when you're trying to rescue a season you need time and Conte has gotten that with that recent break so yeah I think that I think that aided Tottenham we had the momentum obviously and should have done better but it's one of them where it's like Tottenham, Tottenham away with a new manager that the players are trying to impress because there's always that boost when a new manager comes in and you're trying to impress them so I think I think that two all a good result especially considering we we didn't have um especially when you consider that we didn't have Fabinho and Van Dijk who in a game like this would have shut that out <clears throat> would have really really shut it out I think it would have been Van Dijk and Canate starting just purely because of a danger man like Son with his pace you get him up against Van Dijk Van Dijk's got him in the pocket and, can, and I said earlier Canate can deal with Kane and Joe Gomez I think is still kind of coming back from injury so we could have done that one glad to see that Tyler Morton in all honesty I'd seen him named on the bench a couple of times but didn't know anything about him I'm glad to see I wouldn't mind analyzing him on player camp and seeing how he did as well but I'm glad he's getting a chance and I'm glad that we're doing that with local lads because um, he's from what Wallasey so I'm glad that he's getting that he's getting that opportunity to get a taste of the first team because that's what you need to do you need to when you've got the momentum so one of them was dropping a young player every now and then and especially in a big game it's a big game for him I think he's 19 so that would have that performance and just being on the pitch would have done him a power of good so you know what more positives than negatives it's kind of cool that Chelsea drop points as well but there's gonna be there's gonna be some very interesting times coming ahead and I'm gonna vlog on well well I've got a vlog coming out soon on the COVID issue if Chelsea tried to get their game postponed to that which would have been fair dues in all honesty considering COVID's ripping through their camp and them playing against Wolves earlier you never know if there's more positive cases with Chelsea in their first team then you have to look at the Wolves team as well and they've been put at risk by the Premier League so there's issues there all around but obviously City defending champions they are the team to catch they are the team to beat as it should be with defending champions and yeah it's gonna be very very interesting because everybody's capable of dropping points on their day even City who everyone looks upon as impervious it's one of them where it's like they took us to the limit we've taken them to the limit we'll see what happens but things are going to be very very interesting very interesting also as well it's one of them ones VAR is a very easy scapegoat and so are referees very very easy scapegoat and most people actually go for it 
most people just do it by default and that's another thing that really ticks me off too where it's like always going for the easy one rather than looking at the real root causes and that's it great as i've said before on vlogs and as i've said before in general it's gray areas around rules that are the issue so yeah those are my views on Tottenham 2, Liverpool 2 and the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Sunday, December 19th, 2021. What did you think of the match? Did you think the referees got both major decisions right? Do you think there was some they got wrong? And why? Was it the referees' fault? Was it VAR's fault? Is it incongruities around rules once again causing trouble? Also, as well, want to know your views on the game in general. Liverpool's defending and the high line. Liverpool's depending and the high line. Are we missing Van Dijk and Fabinho that much? Or is it a case of, well, <laughs> every team's missing someone? So, yeah, I want to know your views. Comment section is below. Remember, www.pitch-talk.com is the official website. You can catch our podcast there, our videos there, and much, much more. YouTube.com youtube.com forward slash pitch talk for our latest videos including jbk at the vitality fa women's fa cup final his video diary special feature segments and much much more at pitch talk on twitter tweet with us follow us see what we are up to facebook.com forward slash pitch talk become a fan become a fan become a member of the group join the footballing revolution we are working so hard to create at pitch talk on instagram we're also on reddit at pitch talk as well also catch our podcasts on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify podomatic podbean and also verbal verbal.com find us there at get verbal g-e-t-v-u-r-b-l Tweet them, let them know we sent you. We are verbal ambassadors and very, very proud of it as well. Let us know your views. Tottenham 2, Liverpool 2 from Sunday, December 19th, 2021. I will catch you next time, people. Thanks for your time on this straight shooting view. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com.